Praise God. I'm glad you guys were able to tune in. If you like FCC, click like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. And I want to challenge you to uh, send this to somebody. Also, this is fertile ground here. Consider planting a seed. Visit us at uh, our Facebook page, FCC. God bless. Praise you, Jesus. Let's just go jump into this verse. Remain standing. I'm reading from Genesis 8:22. While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest. Say harvest. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Father God, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask that you give us listening ears. Holy Spirit, teach us what we need to learn today. We ask and pray in Jesus' mighty name. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm excited today. I've been taking you somewhere. If you've been journeying with me throughout the messages, uh, be a prayer warrior, being stretched, being rooted and pruned to be fruitful. Today I'm going to talk about the harvest. Mm, I said harvest. See, I want to help you to be intentional, to give you tools that will ensure that you will have a good harvest. Now, see, this is, this, this is a different sort of teaching, preaching. And if you take notes and if, you, if you're listening closely, you're going to pick up some valuable tools today. You see, the verse I just read, I call universal laws. There's many universal laws, and they might at first sound a little new age, but new age is just, they're just hijacking what the Word of God has already told us. See, there's universal laws that apply to all humanity, such as gravity. Do you get it? No matter where on earth you live, you're going to face gravity. You see, if I, if I toss something up, it's going to come down. No, she's like, no, don't throw it. Just like. so, so you believe me. With gravity, if, I, if what goes up must come down. The fact of the matter remains, there are other universal laws and principles that apply to us all that if we grasp it, I know you understand that, you understand gravity because we see babies learning to walk, they fall, they hurt themselves, the pain teaches them, and, and they got to develop their balance and they got to get their agility and timing just right. Same with you going from just a baby to a toddler to teenagers, teenagers trying to learn to adult, adults still trying to learn to do adult things. You haven't figured out your timing and your balance. There's some principles that you quite haven't figured out because there wasn't someone there to mentor you or to teach you or to open up scriptures before you to, to get you to that place where you can apply these principles successfully in your life. Do you believe me this morning? Oh man, let's dig into this because if you can grasp it, and here's the thing, uh, salvation is simply asking God to forgive you and accepting him into your heart. It's a simple thing. It's not complicated. Walking it out, that's where the challenge is. That's where it gets a little bit tough, right? Because you, you, if you ask Jesus, your Lord and Savior, and ask him in your heart, you're on your way to heaven, but now we've got to maintain. We've got to maintain. You might have a good physique because you've been working out, but if you stop working out, it's going to go bye-bye. I know. Here we go. 
here's an interesting thing. Seed time and harvest. This is talking about um, something that's called a gestation period. Brother Dev, you know this full well. A, a, a baby takes approximately how long, ladies, to gestate? No, 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 no ladies going to help me out. What? 40 weeks. Why do you wait? Ladies, listen, we're guys. You're messing us up with the weeks. It's nine months, right? You always see them at the playground. How is your baby? It's 52 and 1.5 weeks old. Like, what? I don't even know what that is. How, how many years and months? Can you keep it simple for me. How many years old is your baby? Don't tell me how many weeks. That was great. You, you were technically accurate and correct, but you just lost me. Like some 42, five weeks. <laughs> Babies take nine months. From the time the seed is planted so you can harvest. I, I, I know it sounds weird talking about babies harvest, but how about corn? Corn takes 45 to 75 days from the seed is planted till you can pick and eat the corn that comes off the stalk. Here's an interesting one. Uh, women, you can be glad about this. Elephants take 22 months for the baby to gestate. 22 months, almost two years Carrying a baby. Wee. Those are interesting facts, but what those facts are telling us is that from the time the seed goes into the ground, dies to itself, and begins to grow, that there's a period of time. There's some things that are taking place that I can't go and, and dig up that seed one week later. If a pumpkin seed takes 85 days, approximately 100 days, I can't go and 20 days and say, I'm, I'm ready for a pumpkin. It just doesn't happen that way. So that thing that you're looking for, that thing that you're praying about, that also has a gestation period. The problem is we don't know how long that thing is. Your unsaved relative that you've been praying for, some have been baking for a long time. We just don't know how long that's going to take. But here's some clues in scriptures that are going to help us with that process that we can learn to pray effectively. And in Matthew 7, it tells us, keep on asking. This is that verse that you all heard, ask, seek, and knock. Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking. I'm coming. Right about that time, you guys would be a little ticked, right? Get off my door. I said I'm coming. I'm coming there. But this is what Christ is telling you to do with your prayers. Hmm. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Open, excuse me. First Thessalonians tells us to pray without ceasing. This is so great. Now, let me read this verse for you. In uh, First Thessalonians, I believe it is 5.16. Uh, Rejoice always. 
Uh, let me stop right there. That could be a message in itself. Regardless of what you're going through, some of you have had some bad days. I try to give you pep talks and it don't quite work. It's, I'm trying. Taking a while, taking a while. There you go. Now some of you are smiling back. It took a minute. I had to stand here awkwardly for a long time, smiling hard. My teeth are getting dry. My voice is getting ready to crack. Because I was looking for a smile back from most of you. Some of you give me a stank eye. That's all right. I know who you are. I'm going to come get you later. But if I persist long enough, whether it be through humor or silliness, or you just want to get me on my way, you're going to give me a smile back. There's a key there. There's persistence. There's a key there that if I keep doing that thing, rejoice always. You might have some messed up situations in your life, but you're still well fed. You're still dressed. Right? may not be the, the fly style you really want, but you got something. Right? You, you, you got here this morning. Some way, somehow, there was a mode of trans transportation, whether it was just your feet, your bike, or your car. You got here some way, somehow. Thank God for that, because there's some folks doing the I-ride, and that's okay. At least they got that. They're not walking, right? You know, the guy complaining about his shoes looks at the guy with no shoes. The guy complaining that he doesn't have any shoes at all looks at the guy with no feet. The guy with no feet, he's like, hey, at least I got a wheelchair. There's something. We got to get the right perspective. As bad as you think you got it, you're still living on the greatest nation on earth, the most prosperous, and God's still on the throne. Amen? Mm, give him a hand clap. <laughs> Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. That means don't stop praying. In everything, give thanks. In everything, even in the bad times, Pastor? Yeah, even in the bad times, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit and do not despise prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from evil. There's a couple interesting things in here. Rejoice always and give thanks in everything. How many are doing that in your day-to-day -day life? Rejoice always. Give thanks for everything. See, that problem that you're going through might be the thing that's testing and developing you so you can retain the thing that God wants to give you. And if you don't make it through this test, it's just going to keep repeating. Because he can't bless you with the thing if you can't hold on to it. Right? It's like those folks who win the lottery all of a sudden. They don't have the financial habits or wherewithals to maintain what it is that they got. And within just a short period of time, statistically, they lose it all. And here we're all thinking, man, if I just win the lotto. Well, you, it could be a blessing if you have the right principles in place. 
pray without ceasing. Here's the thing. That thing that you're praying for has a gestation period. There's that seed of prayer that you've planted. But now, what happens with the seed when we plant it in the, in the ground? I'm not much of a gardener, but I, I, I've seen some things, and I've studied, and I've, I've tried my hand at a few things. And once I know, this is what I figured out. Yeah, I can put it in there, but if I ignore it and walk away, it's, it's a toss-up whether it's going to take or not. But if I really want it to grow, I'm going to come back and I'm going to nurture that thing. I'm going to water it. I'm going to make sure it's got good soil. Sometimes fertilizer. Fertilizer is weird. It can come in a lot of different things. My uncle used to take me fishing. And, and we're, we're, we're cleaning the fish and we got the gut pile and the head. I know it sounds gross. And I went to throw it in the trash and I got chewed out by grandma. And she took me by the arm and she brought me over to her garden and she started putting the guts and the head around the plants. And I'm thinking, this lady's done lost it. Then I come out to find out later, it, it was wisdom that I didn't understand what she was doing. She was fertilizing those plants and those plants that had the stuff around it grew the strongest and produced the best fruit because they had nutrients to go along with it. See, that gut pile in your life, that mess that you're trying to get, avoid and, and, and get rid of and throw away, you might just need to process that. You might need to figure that out and say, Lord, what it is, what is it that I've got to learn through this situation? I got this mess, and you've allowed it to happen. Maybe it's uh, by my own practices. Maybe I wasn't a good steward with my money. Now I've got the bill collector's fault calling. That's, that wasn't God's fault. That wasn't Satan's fault. That was my fault. Now, through this pain of them calling and me avoiding their calls, I, I, I'm the only one who had that? Okay. So, through that process, I'm learning. You'll learn. Through those things, those challenges, you're like, I don't ever want this again. Therefore, I'm not going to overextend myself. I'm going to live beneath my means. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to save up. I'm going to wait. I'm going to develop a, side, a legal side hustle. Legal, guys, legal. Legal side hustle. That's all good, right? Because maybe your 9 to 5 isn't, isn't, isn't enough. And you've got you to shovel when it snows, or you've got to rake when the leaves are falling. By the way, it's a good fundraiser for the youth. Get out there, knock on doors, rake some leaves, right? There's some principles that need to apply that we got to learn those lessons. we got to figure this out as we move along, as we go. we got to keep on asking. We gotta, if you stop, it doesn't work that way. If you just... Let me, let me show it this way. Jeremiah, can you stand on that corner? I'm going to stand over here. Camera guy, you're going to throw a fit, I know. But. And I've mentioned this before. That thing that you're seeking and praying for is also seeking you. But the thing is, some of us have stopped seeking. So Jeremiah, as I take a step towards you, you take a step towards me. But when I stop, you stop. So that thing you're looking for, Lord, please help me with that job. I'm filling out this application. I, I'm, I'm praying for an interview. Lord, if it's not the right one, shut the door. Ah, they never call me back. You stop. It stopped. Until you continue, it's not going to keep coming. Lord, save, save my brother. Save my sister. Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. 
Lord, use me to heal the sick. But you don't pray for the sick. You want to be used to heal the sick through your prayers, but you don't go pray for them out of fear. Therefore, how can that work? I want to be a fireman, but I'm afraid to hold a hose with water going through it. I want blessings, but I don't want to work. So as long as I remain still, I, stop, I quit. I say, don't work. Prayer don't work. God don't hear me. That's not true. You stop. Because God's word said, pray without ceasing. Seek. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Keep praying. Keep doing those things. When you keep doing, I don't know when it's going to happen, but Lord, I'm praying. I'm trusting in you. Uh, Lord, it's been two years, and I'm still praying for my unsaved loved one. Father God, it's been five years, and I don't know if they'll ever come to know you, but I lay them before your feet one more time. Praise God. 25.57 thousand weeks. Just remember that thing that you're praying for has a gestation period. We may not know what it is because there's different things. There's unseen forces. We know there's an enemy trying to mess you up. As you're putting fertilizer, he's throwing poison. As you're, as you're throwing more seed, he's sending birds to pick your seed. You see, you've got to keep up. You've got to keep on keeping on. You can't quit. You can't stop. Sometimes we can relax a little bit, but if you relax too long, you get complacent then you don't want to go pull the weeds that are pulling the nutrients and distracting from your harvest. Here's the law of sowing and reaping. It's found in Galatians. Do not be deceived. God has given us a warning here. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. How whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. I, I want to stop right there. What that is telling us is, and we've seen it, I have family members who have problems with addictions to substances. It started off as a good time. They were seeking to please the flesh. They wanted to have fun. They had fun, but now that fun has them bound. That Now it's not so fun anymore when you're robbing your family to support your habit. It's not so fun anymore when you can't complete your job and you get fired. It's not fun anymore. Now your life is crumbling around you when you, sought to, you sowed seeds in the flesh. Leads to destruction. I've seen that happen, and I, I know some of you are witnessing that happen, and you're praying for those family members. That's what this verse is talking about. When you, when you try to please the flesh, it leads to destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, ooh, this is good stuff, from the Spirit he will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in well-doing or doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest... If we do not give up, that's a, I highlighted that for a reason. If we don't give up, if you give up your garden, either you're not going to eat from it, someone else will, or just it's not going to develop. 
Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those belonging to the family of believers. In our life, we're constantly throwing boomerangs. What we put out there, good, bad, or otherwise, kindness, patience, mercy, forgiveness, we will get that back in return. But if you're throwing out there bitterness and hatred and discord and factions and jealousies and gossips, that's going to loop back around. See, the world will call this karma. Again, they're, they're putting a name on something that God already had, this principle. So therefore, give a smile. Give forgiveness. Give grace and mercy. Give kindness. Here's an interesting one. I just, this is what I'm leading to, is to be intentional. Give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together to make room for more. Running over and poured into your lap. You guys heard that verse before. Pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. The amount you give will determine the amount you give back. So what are you putting out right now? And how much of it are you putting out? I can already hear some voice. I smiled at someone once. Didn't work. Keep on. Don't stop. Continue. Do not give up. Because I, I guarantee you, I know it's going to be awkward for many of you. Try it. This week, be intentional. As weird as it may feel, smile as many people as you can, and see how many smiles you get back. Some of you are already like, mm -mm, I'm not doing that. Then they're going to ask me for my number, and I ain't trying to give that out right now. You know, my minutes wore out. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not saying wink at them. I'm just, just smile. I'm just, be kind. Sometimes that is all it takes. I'm reminded of a story of a man who, who his life was... He lost everything that he had. He was living a life of despair. He was down and out. He was depressed, and he was suicidal. And he wrote in his suicide note, I'm going to walk to the bridge, several blocks from his house to the bridge. And he says, if just one person will smile at me, I'll stop and come back home. If not, I'm going to jump. He ended up jumping. Why? It doesn't cost you anything to smile at somebody. It doesn't cost you a thing. And it could change someone's entire day, perhaps their life. But we're so stingy with it. Like somebody's got to do something to deserve my kindness and gratitude and smile. What, why are you being selfish with your smile? God gave you still got most of your teeth. Some people don't have that. Smile. Be kind. Even if you don't want to do that, give a, a, a just a, a, a nod, you know. Hey, have a good one. I know, you know, I, I reference right now, because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being a real pastor. I'm trying to be transparent. You know, I go to a gym. Some days it's good. Some days not so good. And I smile a lot because them people are like, they're focused. And they look, I get it. They're, they're working out. Half of them probably don't want to be there. So I'm like walking around smiling, waving. Hey, I don't even know them. But you might go get it. You're running. 
good. High five. Why? Because I want somebody to encourage me. Thank God, Bree, the other day, she saw me. I'm like, ah, running. She's like, go get it, Pastor. I'm like, hmm. I'm going to get it. I couldn't even answer back, but, you know, I appreciated that. It was just that little bit of encouragement, right? Who, who would love a little more encouragement in your life? So here's the trick. The law of the universe. Be encouraging to others. Mm, this, this is, you know, this doesn't always deal with sin and judgment and punishment. We often hear that verse, a man will reap what he sows. Like we're warning someone. Yes, that's true, but the opposite's true too. The good that you do will come back. The, the money that you sow, the kindness and grace that you sow, the forgiveness that you sow. And in in soon you'll, I'm going to start giving uh, more mission and vision and things. And one of the things that we will repeat unto ourselves is I will accept, love, and forgive everyone who walks through these doors. We will reach up with our worship. We'll reach in with discipleship. And we'll reach out with evangelism. But we will accept, love, and forgive everyone who walks through these doors. Some people are like, well, pastor, you don't know what they did. Listen, when the Lord taught the disciples to pray, he also taught them the fact that in order for me to give you, forgive you, you've got to forgive others. Forgive me of my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against me. See, if you want it, you've got to get it. Woo, that's tough. I can see some people just snarling right now. You just don't know. It's like, listen, I don't need to know. What I know is the principle remains. If you want God to forgive you, you gotta, you got to forgive them. doesn't mean that you now are going to let them back into your life or trust them or, or give them your wallet. I'm not saying that. This is what I do. I'll give you another little tool. Someone that I'm struggling to forgive, I say, Lord, I forgive them, and I release them to your good and perfect will. I place them in your hands, and I release myself to your good and perfect will. Let them go. To be, you go be you. I'm going to be me. God bless you over there, and I'm going to be over here and be me, right? And God's good and perfect will. We want that for everybody. Be intentional. Give, and you will receive. That is so important. So with that being said, having that knowledge, if we know in our minds that this is true and that God is not a liar, let us put into practice with our hands and feet that very principle that he's teaching us here. We have an opportunity to do something great in our community right now. We have this opportunity to let the community know that, one, this, this church is still open. Two, that we care about them. Three, that we have a message that is very important to them, that Jesus loves them and that Jesus saves. He heals, he delivers, he sets free. We have that message. Why would we be selfish with that message? How can we get that to the community unless we provide an opportunity for them to do. So we have this trunk or treat that's going to come. Now listen, I, I, it's not about the candy for me. It's not about the costumes or decorations. It's not about any of that stuff. The thing that I want to stress is that is a tool for me to have a conversation with people who come through. 
And in that conversation, I'm hoping to make a connection some way, somehow, and build a relationship. I know it's not all going to happen right there, but this is what I know. If we do enough of these things where we connect, eventually they're going to be, hey, Elder Dev, how you doing? I, I saw you at the trucker treat and the Easter egg thing and the, the other thing. You, you're at that church, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm, okay, good, good. Well, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to need you to pray for me because uh, my, you know, my kid and my lady, she's acting... And he, my husband, you know, he needs a job. When they start to recognize who you are and that you're a loving person, they're going to allow you access. And when they allow you access, that gives you influence. And if you're doing it right, according to the Bible, then you can use that influence to lead them to the Lord. Because whatever the problem is, you're, you're not going to do that. You're not going to bail them out. You're going you're gonna, to, let's pray about that. Let's bring you to the Lord about that. Whatever the situation is. And listen, I'm not saying that we are the answer. Christ is the answer. We're the messenger. Right? So I look at this trunk or treat, and I think, okay. However we do it, can we at least have a presence out here when people are walking by? They see something's happening here. They see that there's some smiling faces, that they're having a good time. And maybe they don't have a place to hang out, and they just, because have you ever done that? This is what, what happened with the, when the Lord's in you and it's bubbling over. People will start to come around you, and you don't even understand why they're coming around you. You'll be like, what do you want? And they, they can't articulate with their, with, their, with their mind or vocabulary why they're next to you. They just want some of what you got. And what you have is the Holy Ghost in you. And, and they're just looking for it. They just want some of it. They just want to hang out with you. I don't know, man. I'm just, you guys look like you're having fun. I want to have some fun, too. I, I just want to be by you. I, I don't know why. I, just, you know, you could go, I feel comfortable around you. I feel like I can tell you everything. Please don't. I'm trying to pass out some candy. No. Uh, what, like, we can talk about that later. Let's meet sometime. Let's, you know, on Wednesday nights, we have some great discussions. Invite them to church, right? But unless we start doing something... How are we going to reach the community? How are we going to let them know that we love them? How are we going to let them know that we care? Brother Chris, if you're out there, can you bring me the clipboard off the information table uh, for the trunk or treat sign-up sheet? He's going to bring that in here. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a little disappointed with the lack of participation right now. And that's where I want to get into the last point of my message. All right. Thank you. If we know that we reap what we sow, if we know that we will get results if we keep on keeping on and we don't quit, we've read these verses uh, to not give up, to never cease, to continue on. If we know that what we give in the measure that we give it will be brought back to us, overflowing, that tells me that I got to live an intentional life and I got to have a plan, a strategy. Strategy is a plan of action or policy designed to achieve a major overall goal or aim. See, my overall goal or aim is to win as many souls to Christ in this community as humanly possible. So that strategy requires a lot of things. And I'm just going to break it down for you real quick from a pastor's perspective. I want to bring them all in, but who's going to help me teach them? So I've got to have people in place, right? I've got to have mature Spirit-filled, consistently attending, 
consistently giving, contributing members who are sound in doctrine that I can place to teach. Because I can't, they'll, oh, I'll do it, Pastor. I'll, let me get up there and teach something. And they don't know the word. They haven't been reading it. They haven't read the Bible through once yet. I can't put someone like that in a place or position to teach. They might lead people astray because of the lack of effort of adapting sound doctrine. So I got, where are those people? Where are they at? We're trying to teach. We got to develop. We got to challenge. We got to stretch. We got to plant. We got to prune. We got to pour. We got to, and I'm willing to do that. I'm here. I'm here on Monday nights, Sundays, Wednesday nights. I'm, I'm trying to do that. But those who want to grow will allow themselves to be planted, rooted, nurtured, right? You say you want greater things of God, but are you allowing yourself to be poured into? Are you allowing yourself to be fertilized, cared for? I had, to, I had to do that. I was planted 30 years in my home church, from 8 to 38 before the Lord took me out to full-time lead pastor at ministry. 30 years the Lord had developed me. A little longer than most, I know. I, I was a tough tree to trim, I guess. Slow learner, but he did it. We got to have a plan, a strategy. The plan is to develop us strong, reaching in, discipleship. When we develop ourselves and we're ready, but what I'm saying is simultaneously, let us make connections in the community. Let them know, yes, we're alive. Because who knows that God might not send some mature people our way. Some healthy, strong people our way to help us in that as we grow, as we develop. I'd rather to promote from within, but if God's got to send them from without, that's okay. Paul sent uh, disciples all over. Jesus sent disciples all over. We can pray for that. But we got to have a plan. we got to have a strategy. And the plan is strategy for right now. So i got four cars, two from one family. So they're going to both drive both their cars from an hour away and decorate it from one family to do that. So I appreciate that. So here's my goal. Maybe not a parking lot. What I'm envisioning is if we back up our cars, the ones that do show up, all four, along the sidewalk, have some hot cocoa, have some activities there. Well, I'm not even asking them to come all up into the property and the, and, the, and the driveway and everything. Just as you're going along to the next neighborhood, if we can just go in that corner and be a presence in the community, give some hot cocoa, maybe roast some hot dogs, I don't know, do something. Just let them know that we're there. Maybe a couple games. But here's the thing. I have this great idea and this great plans, but I can't do it all myself. All right? I'm like, oh, we should have a game here. Yeah. Then I'm pastors playing bing bag toss by himself. Hey, guys. Enjoy the candy. How about somebody to make uh, uh, return labels? You know how you make them sticky labels, your return address? And slap them on the candy with some Bible verses like Jesus loves you. Hey, yeah, you're going to eat the candy, but you're also going to see John 3.16 up in there. What is this? Something. What ideas do you have? How can you decorate your car with a, with a biblical theme or, you know, whatever. I just don't want it to be spooky and scary and skeletons and witchcraft, and I don't believe in that. But I'm hoping you guys catch a little bit of the vision. I'm hoping that you'll be intentional 
as the church body of believers, that you will put a plan and strategy in place, that you would help to reach this community and beyond. Here's the thing. I just joined the community. This is y'all's place. I'm trying to help reach them. I'm, I'm in. I'm all in. Are you going to be all in? You want to save your neighbors, right? You don't want a bunch of heathen neighbors. I'm just kidding, guys. Just kidding. So what I'm asking is, this, this sign-up sheet's going to be on the back table. If you want to, and you're coming, you want to have a smile on your face, sign up for, for a trunk or a spot or a space or say I'm going to do something. And, and also, those of you who can't, you're not physically able, if you're able to, to put some candy in that, that, that basket, there'll be someone here to pass it out. Does that make sense? Should we be doing something in the community? As a church? Yeah, I think so. Now, here's the thing. If it's just those four cars in my family, that'd be five. How many cars we got? We got whatever. We're going to gonna open up my trunk and see my tools. Is what they're going to see. Just kidding. We're going to be here. We're going to have fun. It's going to be good. I'd like to do it with you, my church family. I'd like to do it with you. And we can have fun together reaching the community. Does that make sense? Let's just stand at our feet. Let's go to the Lord. I'm just going to pray a brief prayer that we would that grasp this. I know you logically get it, but I want us to spiritually get it. Then uh, whoever's going to do our benediction would come or whoever is going to take over next. But Father God in heaven, I come to you right now in Jesus' name, and I ask, Father, that you let this word just penetrate our mind and heart. Let us put it to practice, even in our business life, our, our, our school work, whatever it is, from college to career, from home life to, to uh, retired life, Father God, that we can live with intentionality, that we would have a tenacious, enduring attitude, that we can continue, Father God, to sow in the Spirit so we can get eternal life. Father God, that those things that we're seeking, that we would, uh, Father God, not grow weary in doing good, but we would continue to pray, continue to seek, continue to knock, Father God, for those things that you've placed in our heart. Help us. Help us, Lord. We're asking for your help. If there's any among you that you, you just don't know the Lord, it's simple. Ask him to forgive you and ask him in your heart. Believe that he died on the cross for your sins and rose again. It's as simple as that. If you got more questions about it, you can see Elder Dev, who's in the front row here, or myself, or Pastor Carl after church to explain that process. we got a Bible for you we'd like to pour into your life. But we ask all these things. We pray them in Jesus' mighty name. And the saints of God said, Amen.